Randy Travis. Stuck in my head. Which song? I'm gonna love you forever. Oh. Forever and ever. Amen. As long as old men sit and talk about the weather. As long as old women sit and talk about old men. And I like it. Wondering how long Who's that? Randy Newman? Tra uh, Randy Travis. Welcome to Fairway to Heaven, a live golf podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Sue Ann Hang, and with me is Jerry Fultz. And uh, we're both part of the regular live golf uh, broadcast team. And uh, yeah, we just want to spend more time together because we just love each other so much that uh, it's never enough, is it? It's never enough, Jerry. And of course, with us is our producer, Will Balsam, Willie Balls, as we call him. <laughs> Fresh <laughs> off alive. his bachelor party. Fresh off his bachelor yes. party. Yes, indeed. Scottsdale, acting like a bunch of teenagers, it sounds like. Yeah, doing my best to uh, recover, but made it made it to the podcast tonight so i consider that a win perfect i don't think you're quite sober yet are you um i'll plead the fifth <laughs> sue ann i know you were on vacation in phuket is that how you pronounce it yeah phuket yeah i don't Thailand. know how much golf you watch but we had a pretty interesting weekend we had a what is he 20 year old amateur nick dunlap win the amex on the pga tour the old bob hope desert chrysler classic that was pretty cool coming down the stretch. I watched it. And, you know, what's funny is a lot of golfers, because football was on, playoff football, and nobody's going to watch any golf when football's on. And a lot of golfers were actually glued to that TV just for the chance of history. And made the only third person, I think, in the last 75 years as an amateur to win on the PGA Tour. I don't know what it says about the PGA Tour. I don't think it says anything really that you could read into. We would like to take credit and say we've taken all of their great players. We've taken a lot of them. But uh, I think it says that Nick Dunlap is a special talent. And if he doesn't turn pro, he's absolutely nuts. Um, what's a, What did he shoot? He shot like 29 under or something, didn't he? I think it was 27. Was 29, was it, Balls? Yeah. He didn't play. He had a big lead starting off the last day and then hit a hosel rocket, I think, on the sixth hole. Uh, but then he gathered it back together pretty well. Um, wow. And Lydia Ko, Lydia Ko back on top maybe reestablishing that dominance I once got to witness when I was covering their tour so much. Uh, that was pretty cool to see. And she made it look pretty easy in typical Lydia golf savant fashion. What is this, Only her 20th, right? Her 20th uh, win, her 20, I think it's her 24th point toward the LPGA Hall of Fame. You get two for majors and two for the, or one, one for majors, an extra for majors, a uh, point for fair trophy, point for player of the year. She's only two points away from the LPGA Hall of Fame, the hardest Hall of Fame in all of sports, and she's 26 years old. Is it really the hardest? The hardest by far. Yes, the wow. hardest by far to get in because it's completely objective, not subjective. And it's, uh, I mean, Laura Davies has been one point short for 12, 14, 15 years and wow. will not get in. By the way, speaking of that um, golf event that uh, – the Amex event that happened. I don't know if I read the tweet right. I don't know how legitimate this tweet is. Um, perhaps Ballsy can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but I saw that basically Nick jumped up to this. He would have jumped up to the 68th on the OWGR, right? And that's so. That's in itself. I mean, look, this Comical. is not to take away from what 
he has done and how good of a player he is and, and all that stuff. But like one event. <laughs> and know? Bryson DeChambeau's 190th. All right. Yes. Our special guest today, winner of Live Mayakoba last season and a proud member of Crushes GC. <laughs> Jaws Howell the third. Chucky, three sticks. What's up? How are you? What's up? How are you? Thanks for having me on. Good oh, to see yeah. you. What's up? Yeah, I, mean, oh, I like shirt. I'm representing. Yes, indeed. Yes, I got my indeed. Crusher shirt on. Yeah, yes, that's right. I like this. I like this. He's such a brown. He's such a brown noser. He, no, I've known Charles since he was 17 years old. I don't have to brown nose him. Um, Correct. Team champions last year. How about that? Out of being. Yes. How about that? Not going to give up that throne easy, are you guys? No, I hope not. But uh, these teams are getting stronger this year. And I think, uh, I mean, you look at uh, Smash, they've got to be up there, right? So um, obviously, uh, Torque and uh, oh my gosh, Four Aces. So there's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it, it's amazing how the league is really filling in. And we've got a lot of really good teams now. Now, you mentioned some of those uh, team names. I want I want to pick your brain a little bit on the trades that happened in the offseason. What are your thoughts? Like, what were your reactions? Did you know those things were going to happen? Um, yeah, share with us what do you think. I, you know, I didn't really – I knew there would be some, right? I mean, I think anybody knew that, um, you know, obviously Matt was probably more than likely going to leave Smash. And uh, so he was going to look for a home somewhere. Uh, Grant McDowell surprised me a little bit. Um, I could have seen him staying on the, the cliques team for more of a European theme there. Um, Peter Uline uh, moving definitely surprised me as well. I thought he uh, really enjoyed the four aces there and whatnot. So, but it, this is good, right? I mean, this is what a sports league does. This is how these things happen and how it works. And uh, I think they're all good. Well, yep. your team is the uh, one of the, besides the stinger, I think, uh, one of the rare teams that have stayed together for an extended time. Uh, I'm pretty sure from the time you joined, right? Yes. Is that right? Bedminster yep. 2022? Correct. You guys, stayed, we, you guys have stayed together? We have, which, you know, which is great in that, like, we get to learn and know each other. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the one of the cool things. And, you know, going into Live, it's been, uh, what, 22 years since I played college golf. And so that was my last sort of team experience, uh, traveling with the team, playing practice rounds with the team. And, yeah, the fact that we've stayed together, I think, uh, first of all, it's been a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Uh, I think hopefully for all of us feel that way. But uh, I, I think it's helped our games, too, is we've, we've gone along. You know, we each know how each other likes to prepare and how to practice and go to dinner together. And uh, it's been uh, it's been great. You know, uh, Charles, when you join, I've said this to a couple of guys on this podcast, but one, Taylor Gooch as well, because he fits the same mold. When we, when Sue Ann and I both said yes to this, to coming on board to be part of the broadcast team, fortunate to get that offer and thrilled to be a part of it. But uh, there were, we knew that it looked like Dustin Johnson was coming. We knew Phil was coming. And then we didn't know anything about any of the other names that were going to be announced. Gooch and Hudson Swafford on that first list surprised me. Yep. When you announced it surprised me and you were one that flew under the radar. We hadn't heard even the rumors about you joining. Yeah. Um, and I know you'll get accused uh, of saying the company line and what talking points that you've been given to, which uh, I don't believe is true. But I was always curious. I never really asked you, why did you join? At that point well, in your career, yeah, no, great question. So, and speaking completely uh, frank and honest, yeah, you know, I 
I'd played the PGA Tour for 22 years, and it was it was awesome. It was great. Um, I've got nothing bad to say whatsoever. It was a childhood dream of mine. And I remember I, I told my parents when I was 10 years old I wanted to play golf on the PGA Tour, and they probably thought I was crazy, and uh, I probably was. And and so I fulfilled that dream. And you know, I was to a point where I had been to a lot of the venues, a lot of events, 22 times. And when Live came about, I was very excited about it. I didn't know if I'd get an opportunity to play you know when I originally heard of live it sounded like it would be the top 48 players in the world ranking and that was it it's gonna be a, a hard bat and so when I got the opportunity through Bryson and through crushers I jumped at it because it it's sort of reinvigorated myself uh it's reinvigorated my love for competitive golf um I obviously my son uh, Chase is 12 he absolutely loves it uh so there's all kinds of elements to this and, and I get to travel the world. Um, I mean, I get to go to places where uh, a lot of places I've never been in my life. And so now I can also call myself when this is all said and done that I played uh, was a global golfer as well. And I think that's really cool. That's awesome. Now you mentioned your time on the PGA tour, you played something like 609 PGA tour events, right? Yeah. Um, God, that's a lot. Uh, I'm a dinosaur. Is, that, that is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of yeah. golf, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I'm curious. I mean, you're still so motivated till today. You're one of the hardest workers out there that I have seen uh, as I you know, peruse my way through the range. What keeps you motivated to keep grinding it out and just putting all this time in? Um, first off, I love the game of golf. I, I think I think golf's the greatest thing ever. I could play every day. Uh, I almost do play every day. Um, you know, and then now, uh, you know, there's a few elements now. I mean, now I play not only for myself, but I play for a team. And as everyone out there knows that it's, I'm okay letting myself down. I don't want to let someone else down. So, you know, I'm playing for Bryson and for Paul and for Bond as well. Uh, and then my son uh, is big into golf and, uh, and he, he's a nice player and, you know, he gets to come out and I, I want to play well for him too, because I want him to see what I do and, and see me successful, not, you know, dying off at the end of my career, but I, I want to see, I want him to see me playing well. I Who's got his favorite uh, golfer. <laughs> well, his favorite Sorry, golfer is definitely not me. Um, <laughs> I think his favorite golfer is Brooks Kupka, but uh, okay. Dustin Johnson right there with it. So he, listen, he's good at picking two good golfers. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I've got video of Chase during the Pro-Am last year. Maya Coba, where you, of course, went on to win. Uh, nearly, yes. nearly up to about, what, six inches away on number eight? I got a video yes. of that from the tee because he I has such a good swing. I'm like, that. I got a video of this kid, and it, it damn near went in. It was so it awesome. It almost went in. Yeah. <laughs> isn't he a lefty? He's lefty, isn't he? Of course he is. I have a million right-handed clubs, and he's left-handed. <laughs> So I get My son, too. Exact same thing. Of course, you know the drill. You have a million of them. Now you're buying yep. golf. Yep. That's hilarious. Um, I know you're talking about your son, Chase. Uh, both your daughter and your son, as well as your wife, your wife, Heather, travel with you, I would say, just about almost every event. I think almost every event we we see each other in, in the breakfast area. Mm -hmm. um, how's, how's that been with Liv in terms of on the family end of things and, and being able to do those things with your family and not have them travel I don't know, 30 something events a year. So it's been great. It's, uh, you know, live, you know, live is such a, uh, it feels like a much more of a close knit family and that, you know, everybody travels, 
you know, you're together. Yeah, everybody's kind of on the same schedule, obviously with a shotgun start. So you, you kind of leave in the hotel and coming back at the same time. And, it, you know, and then a lot of the players, kids travel as well. So uh, you, you, know, you have, a, have a whole you know, dynamic out there with all the kids running around. And it, it really has been a full, complete tour. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough good about it in the fact from – yeah, I even feel like the all the staff and the behind the scenes. Um, I know more of them than I knew on the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, I can appreciate all the work that's gone into this. That every single week, uh, from all different aspects and elements, from even you know the broadcast team such as yourself and Jerry, uh, to all the work that goes in from the, the crews that come in early and set up. I feel like you know we're all a family together. And we all want to see this work. But you're you're not oblivious to what makes it work either. I know you. Well, you have a keen business sense, number one. Number two, the reason you have it, I believe, is your education and the fact that you've never drank. So you actually can think <laughs> about things a lot more clearly than many of us. Um, but you're you're fully aware of all of everything that's happening in the year and a half that you've been with Liv as it's progressed, as it continues to jump over hurdles that are placed in the way. Um, you, you're very aware of all that. Is that a curiosity for you or is it a, is it a, a common, you know, a, a communal effort to try and make the absolute best product that you can help create? Well, I, I think it's more, it's more the latter. It's the fact that, that I like all the others, uh, not just players, but staff and everyone want to see this succeed. I mean, we all want to see this win and we all know how special live is and what it can be. And I think that, you know, so many players, uh, I can't say enough about the guys that have put effort and time into this. I mean, you know, one thing, all the captains out there, I mean, I mean the, the amount of, of phone calls and meetings that I know I've spoke to Brooks and, and Bryson and others on this, the effort they put into this. So, you know, this really is an organization that we really want to see succeed and win. Um, you know, I'm interested from a point of view of, you know, what does this look like? And what does it look like going forward? You know, now we're all obviously everybody's in a, a little bit of a holding pattern and a waiting game to see, you know, what it does look like coming forward. But I do know that Liv does have a great product and it and the storylines are compelling and will continue to grow that way. You know, uh, Jerry, I think you mentioned uh, being a businessman. Uh, fun fact, I think, Charles, you and I were talking somewhere. I can't remember where with Dom. And uh -huh. uh, you had mentioned about that brewery that you had. Yes. And you don't drink. He does Absolutely. not drink. There's no I way. Mean, you... He doesn't drink a lick of yeah. alcohol. No way you owned a brewery. <laughs> so, a brewery. yeah, a friend of mine <laughs> and I um, started a craft brewery in Hong Kong, actually. So, of which course. Is where why not? I, That's just such a normal I, thing to do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was a real life MBA. Um, but uh, that's where I met Dom the first time. I went out to play golf at Hong Kong Golf Club. Uh, I was over there in, in, in town and ran into Dom on the driving range there. And then that's the first place we met, which, by the way, when we go there to play the live event, uh, that yeah. golf course is phenomenal. It's, yeah. uh, the city's great, but the golf course is phenomenal. So what was the beer? What, what Do you still have it? What, I know. What, what the no, hell? No, no, no. We ended up, no, we sold it uh, through the protests and all that that went through Hong Kong. But uh, it was fun. It was uh, it was a craft beer. Uh, the Asian taste is a little bit lighter and fruitier than American taste. And uh, yeah. it was good. It was a lot of fun. It was, uh, I think I, I came out of it learning more on the business acumen than I did actual beer uh, on how to start a business and run a business. <laughs> 
business, but it was a, it was a good experience. Did you come did out you of, the, of the tasting? What? I mean, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, for sure. I Oh, for sure I did. Yeah, yeah. But see, it means nothing to me. Is this good or bad? I don't know. But but do you like it? Or and we did all these taste testings throughout the city, which was really neat. The first sip of alcohol Charles ever had was a was a sip of Michelob at his first PGA mm. Tour event went in Kingsmill. Yeah. Had never. Yeah. It was like customary. You had to at least take a sip. And uh, I believe your quote was, "I don't think I, I wasn't missing anything." And, and, and I'm. <laughs> And I'm probably responsible. That's the last year they sponsored that event. So <laughs> I think I ran the sponsor right out, which I've uh, I, I've learned from them. So did where did you come out of this venture? Was it uh, was it expensive or profitable? No, 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 no. It was profitable. We did we okay. did fine, but it wasn't okay. near. It wasn't what it maybe could have been or what we hoped it to be. Um, yeah. I think we we learned from it. Um, you know, it's it's. I think. From a, a strict business side of it, the language barrier ended up hurting us in the end. Um, me nor my partner in it spoke uh, Mandarin, and it was just it was too difficult in the end. But we did fine on that. But it was much better on the side of what we learned from the business end of it. And by the way, Hong Kong is a phenomenal city. We did well. Learn. Don't tell Don that. I no, I know he's gonna. You gotta tell you gotta tell him that Singapore is better than Hong Kong. I mean, you I love Sentosa Golf Club. Right? I do love Sentosa Golf Club. Yes, I do. Yes, which is better? Which is better? Oh, they're so different. Um, oh, that's such a political answer. Come on, okay. come on, come on. Sentosa, Sentosa. I, I like playing Sentosa better. No, no, the town. I, the town. I couldn't call oh, this one, of course. Yeah. Um, he's gonna say he's gonna say Singapore because his kids have so much more fun in Singapore. Oh, whatever. I mean, and Sue Ann's on here. I mean, probably Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next question. Perfect. Oh, Perfect. Dang. Dang. All right. Okay. Hey, Suzanne, right. you don't know works. this. You didn't know this, but uh, when Charles first turned pro, I think it was his second pro event, the BC Open, which was on the PGA yeah. Tour. I actually did a well, it was a half hour to an hour long sit down interview with. The, I hadn't yep. done many of those in my life. He hadn't done a whole lot either. We did nope. like an hour and a half. And then I went out and watched him play in the Pro-Am. And my God, I'd never seen somebody hit it that far and that straight. Now everybody does it. I mean, everybody. all the kids do it. It's unbelievable. How, yeah. how about this kid just winning now at the press? 20-year-old kid in college. It's unbelievable. And he eases it out there 320 yards. It's just unbelievable. Smooths it, yeah. You're someone that if you, if you have not followed Charles on his social media – uh, if you're a golf geek and you like the technical side of golf, you need to follow Charles because that guy, this guy, you are a golf geek. You yes. truly are a Full golf nerd. geek, and I feel like, yes. and I feel like your next business thingy uh, yes. would be to have some kind of a training aid or something made. If if you haven't already made one, no, um, yeah. So I do love. I am a golf nerd, one hundred percent. You know, I like on the social media side, I'm not the cool guy that's going to go do something and impress you or whatnot. So I figured this is who I am. It's what I like to do. So we're just going to talk about it. And if they don't want to talk, totally understand it. Like I get it. Um, but there are a select group of golf guys out there that love this stuff. Now, what I've also found is it's a great way to start a fight. So if you want to start a fight with somebody, you discuss golf swing instruction in theory, and you will get some responses. But it's good. It's it's all in fun. And um, I try to share it from maybe my experience and my point of view, uh, how I saw things and did things. But, uh, yeah, you can start a fight with this stuff. So, Ann, well, he's so much of a golf nerd that back when I was at Golf Channel, I think I, I was doing a story for Golf Central or something about 
training aids or we went to Charles's house in his house. Uh, uh, it's not the house you have now. It was the house of a sky. No. Yes. And he had a room, a bedroom office set up with a simulator in it. But it had this gizmo that Oswald Drati had given. He yes. was he was involved in the company trying to sell these things. And it was a hotspot yep. thing. So through all these different cameras, you put you draw a line in there, like a plane you don't want to break or a position you don't want to get in. And you take a swing. And if you break it, the ball drops off the tee before you get to it and disappears. Yep. And you whiff. Yep. Like it yep. was, it's like a, a, Papov, a Papov's dog type thing. It was hilarious. And, he, and he's just living, he's just going away and going to town. I don't know how many of those gizmos you had to have gone through by now. I Different went through things. Quite, yes, I've gone through quite a few. I'll, uh, yes, I, I, I've had more, uh, yeah, more golf teachers and girlfriends. I can say that. Yeah. Uh, comfortably. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, I'll speak, I'll talk to the garbage man if I think he can help. But well, it's, it's, part of, it's part of the game, right? We all do this. Yeah. Yeah. We're all looking for the elixir. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll circle back to the whole girlfriend topic in a minute. But uh, <laughs> you talked about a, a we're short not conversation. Let that one go, are I we? love it. I love it. <laughs> um, you you talked about having perhaps some heated conversations with people uh, about the swing. Yes. A anyone in particular, perhaps um, <laughs> that you oh, had I've heated had conversations with? Tell me, you well, argued with Brandel. A Chambly? No, I have not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? Like early in my career, I, I got paired with Brandel quite a bit, actually, and, yeah. and we always got along really good. I mean, oh, he's a good, dude. No, I do, and, and I truly like respect what he does and, and how he has to do it. And I, and I know he has to take a side and and whatever. I get it. Right? Like I totally respect all that. Um, that doesn't mean we always have to agree, right? Uh, which is probably one of the things that makes this makes the world go round. But uh, yeah, no, I. I got paired with Randall at the Texas Open early in my career and a few other places. And I mean, maybe that just shows how old I am, too, on who uh, who I was paired with early in my career. <laughs> Both of you are, are if, if you're not doing anything else, you're showing your age on this podcast. Guys. Yeah, correct. Well yes. Yes. Yeah. We're not young as you. Jerry's like Jerry's old enough to be my dad. I'm closer. Uh, to, I'm closer to uh, Doctor Howell's uh, age than I am Charles's. Yes. How's How's Pop's doing? He's doing good. So he uh, he retired from uh, surgery, and, he, then and he, I don't uh, know if Suan knew that he was a neonatal pediatric surgeon. Exactly. I mean, you're no talking way. about something like uh, somebody who makes a difference in the world. He is a special, special man. Oh yes, he makes much more difference in the world than I do. So yeah, yeah. so he retired from surgery. Uh, took over his chief of surgery over the Children's and Adults Hospital, um, and now retired from that. Is now doing a bunch of philanthropy for the hospital and, and raising money and and whatnot. So he he loves it, and he yeah. uh, either golf or, or hospital and helping kids are his uh, his two things. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, I know you mentioned a bit about Chase, your son playing competitive golf. I know your daughter yes. plays competitive volleyball. Volleyball, I believe yes. we're meant to we're meant to set this up a couple of weeks ago, but I think you had a, a volleyball match yes. to to go and support. Yes. Um, yes. I, I want to know, you know, being a professional golfer and having played for so many years professionally, has has that helped your coaching style with your your kids and your the way you support them through their competitive process and stuff like that so one thing i've learned is everybody wants to be or everybody needs to be coached differently so um for example 
you know, I always responded well to criticism. So someone could be very hard on me and they could bark at me and whatever. And I would take that and, okay, I think I can now use this and I'll get better. I'll show you where it is. Um, others need to be handled a bit differently. So that's the first and the biggest thing I've learned. Um, secondly, I've learned that there's really no substitute for practice. Um, and, and in the practice, get proper help and coaching. Um, I think that's more prevalent now than ever. We see so many young players in golf come out not only ready to win, but are winning. And I think it's a testament to obviously their hard work and their commitment to the game, but also to the level of instruction that how it, it's developed. And so, you know, my job as a parent helping, uh, let's say my kids in sports is to give them the opportunity, number one, but to give them proper coaching. And I think, yeah, you know, those are the two things that are, that really are kind of non-negotiable, especially in the sports landscape nowadays, because it is so competitive out there, not just golf. Yeah, looking back on your career, though, I mean, you, you, like you said, you get, you probably get, you probably get a hundred Christmas cards from the top hundred golf digest instructors. Um, <laughs> looking back on your career and all the gadgets and and the and the and the unquenching thirst for knowledge yes. and 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 the secret. Yes. Um, is there anything you would have done different if you take 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 you back to that first time I met you at uh, at Enjoy Golf Club? Was there anything looking back now you wish you had done differently? What would old Charles tell young Charles? Um, I wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more along the way. Uh, I think one thing in golf and throughout my career is that we always try to play for the next thing, right? So there's always that carrot dangling out there. Um, where we're always striving for that. And, and I wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, it's gone by so fast. Now, everybody told me that it would. The problem is you don't ever listen to them, and I wish I would have. Um, so number one, I wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, number two, I, I wish I would have played a little, little bit less. Um, I think I, I, I played so much, I sometimes played tired, and I played my way into bad habits and whatnot. And um, now I, I've learned like from live and later in my career playing less that when you have time to prepare and rest and be ready for the event, I'm much more excited to be there than it actually feeling like work and I'm tired and I, I need to get through the week. Is that something you're passing on and teaching your kids too? Oh, for sure. I mean, I obviously, you know, right now what I'm on them about is hard work, you know, at age 12 and 13, um, you know, it's about the sacrifice and about choosing to be great. And here's what it's going to take if this is what you want to do. Uh, so that's number one. And then and then proper coaching. You know, those would be the those would be the two big things that I, I try my best to help them with. Nice. Do you that's a, you know, I, when you say that and that I mean, that is obviously the qualities to instill in a, a young person as they make their way through life and cut their own path. Um, but. What do you do, especially at Chase's age, he's 12 now, what do you do if it all of a sudden doesn't appear fun to him anymore? Well, then we stop. And, and you know, there's been a few times where uh, he's had tournaments scheduled and didn't want to play, and he withdrew. And, and there's been a few times where, you know what, Dad, I don't want to go play golf on Saturday. I want to go play with my friends. Great. Perfect. Do that. Like, like I will – that was one thing my dad always did with me. He never, ever made me play. Um, you know, he was there if I wanted to do it. Uh, and he was there from sun up to sundown, if that's what I wanted to do. And because, and Jerry, I mean, obviously you and Sue Ann know this, is whatever you choose in life to do, you better love it. I mean, look at the airline miles that, that you all log and, and saying goodbye to your 
family and going to do this, right? Like there are times that aren't fun, but it's what deep down what you love to do. So if he loves to play the game of golf, then I'll be here to support him the whole way. If he doesn't, that's fine too. Uh, and I'll support that. And, um, and listen, the way that the way that competitive golf's going, you, you better be good if you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially after last week at the, uh, that kid shooting 29 under. It's insane. Crazy. It's unbelievable. 27 under through three days. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He was 50% uh, of the holes under par through three days. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to, because I do what I do, I'm going to circle right back into the whole girlfriend topic that you uh, yes. very uh, voluntarily brought up. So, yes. so wait, so you've had more swing coaches than girlfriends? So, so when I'm a golf nerd and I, I and we, we we went through this comfortably. Um, yeah, <laughs> much more swing instructors than girlfriends, 100%. But you and, and Heather have been together since college. Yes, exactly. She so, finished school once you turned pro. I remember standing by her in the airport on Monday morning while she's flying back to Stillwater and you're going out to right. play an event. Yeah. That's correct. Exactly. So um, that, that also sets it in my favor. Um, but yes. So no, no, no. I've had my fair share of instructors. And, you know, the cool thing on that is I've learned something from every one of them. So, uh, you know, I, I haven't walked away from, you know, one golf teacher or one session, whatever, whatever, not learning something. And I, and that's one thing really cool in our sport is, is that you never learn it all and, and you can you know, pick nuggets and, and learn something from everybody. Masterful deflection, yeah. Sue Ann. He talked about how the question was about girlfriends. And he, he talked about how many instructors he had. I know. Oh, I, was, I was hoping. Because the, well, the girlfriend topic isn't very exciting. So <laughs> you're exactly right. Uh, I think it was just like, just catch on uh, a little bit and uh, give us a little something. No, there's um, nothing there. I wish there was. Yeah. Uh, that's disappointing, Charles. I, no, no, no. I let a lot of women. <laughs> Sue Ann, trust me, you're not the first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was that was very uh, good. No oh, comment. My goodness, uh, no comment. Only trouble no. there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, see now, look what I've done to you. Yeah, ruined the show. Uh, All right, Maya Coba. Let's talk about Maya Coba. Let's get it back to. Something you're mm -hmm. not going to get any of us in trouble. Uh, um, you won there last year, and you and you. It didn't make you you didn't make it look difficult coming down the stretch. The wind was blowing. Those holes are so ridiculously tough in the wind with the crosswind yes. blowing early on the back nine and then the headwind blowing coming in. And you didn't make it look tough. Now, obviously, what was it? Peter Uline gave you a little gift on the twelfth hole. Yes. Uh, making I think he I don't know what he made. He hit a, about a small bucket off the tee. Yes. Um, but he birdied the last five to give you a little scare as well. Yes. Yeah, so my Coba. I still think is a brutally hard place to start the year. Um, you know, as you know, from all the years you've been around there, you mentioned you have wind, you have hazards, mangroves everywhere, narrow fairways, you name it. And I think it's a, it's a place that really gets your attention early in the year. And, um, you know, I was really frankly surprised at the golf I played last year because, you know, just like now we've had an extended period of time off and obviously you play and you practice at home, but, you can't replicate that tournament experience. You know, I, I still say that if Mayakoba was the fifth event in the year, guys would shoot lower than the first simply because they're kind of back into the co competitive playing arena. But it is definitely a difficult place to start. 
Yeah, I, I remember that. The, the, I love that place in general yeah. and great margaritas. Great. Um, but uh, they, I remember that the wind was swirling a fair amount. Um, yeah. Every corner that you took, it was just changing constantly. And that was what a lot of players were struggling with last year. They they would go and talk to their caddies, pick a club, and then uh, go back. And it was just taking I, – I, I just remember that. But um, speaking of Mayakoba, and I, I know you talked a lot about how the schedule on Live has allowed you to kind of rest a little bit more and have that discipline to – to train and take the time off and all that stuff. Do you think that's been a huge attribution to towards winning in Mayakoba? You won three times on the PGA tour and then you come out on possibly one of the strongest fields in golf mm -hmm. and win uh, in Mayakoba. Do you think that's a, a big factor in terms of schedule? I a hundred percent do. And, uh, and I, I think that, and I would say that another factor in that is guys are excited to play when they play, you know, they're not on a run of three or four in a row and by the end of it, you're beat up and you're worn down. Uh, and also, too, we know that we have a finite number of events, and it's against the same guys every week. So every field is strong. Every week is strong. And we have a finite number of events to play well to have a nice year. So I think there's uh, some built-in pressures in there because of that, that when I am home and when the guys are home away from it, we're still working and preparing because we need to take advantage of those few weeks that we have. You were know, on the PGA Tour, if you struggle for a bit, you could just add tournaments. And you could say, oh, well, I'm going to add next week. I'm going to add next week. Well, Lib, you can't do that. You, know, you have a finite schedule of when you have to play and when you have to play well. You played yeah. – I mean, there were years you played close to 30 events on tour, weren't absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah, now, absolutely. with only 14 events and the added, the added pressure of the team aspect where you're always trying to help them and yeah. your score is going to count more times than not, and it, it matters. It matters. If it doesn't matter enough to you – which I doubt is the case for you, but I know some guys get in a little funk and they don't really care. It matters to the guys around you, who you love, who you play for. Um, but having only 14 events to make your mark, I imagine that that makes everyone, and this is going to get misquoted to death, but that makes everyone feel bigger, feel, I'm going to say major-like, but I'll get just lambasted yeah. for that. But you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. And it, what truly does, because there's pressure in only 14 events where whether you're playing good or bad, you have to play and you have to find a way to do it. Right. And there was plenty of times before on the PJ tour is say, I may, you know, I'm not going to play this week, but I'm going to add these two on the back end and try to kind of work through and find my game. Well, you don't do that on live. There is no finding your game. There is no whatever it is, what it is. On top of that, you're obviously traveling a much more grueling travel schedule from, for example, as we, you and I are going to go not too long, Orlando to Saudi Arabia, and we're going to go all the way around to Hong Kong and play golf. So you also have to learn how to play when your body's a bit jet lagged and, and whatever. So uh, I would say that every, any given event on live feels to me with more pressure than any given event on the PGA Tour. Yeah, jet lag, the, the two words that I'm uh, very, very so, familiar with. Are you familiar with <laughs> <laughs> um now i, I want to talk a bit about the golf courses that we play because i think we get yeah. a whole ton of smack for people saying oh this is set up so easy and you know and, i mean i get i walk it and i literally go i have no interest in playing this golf course like almost every week that we play on live because not only are they set up so difficult 
Uh, they're long and yeah. usually windy, uh, actually. Yeah. You know, you've played so many golf courses around the world on the PGA Tour. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the golf courses we play on Live and how difficult it is? Well, I so I do know this, that every golf course we play on Live is set up as difficult as it can be set up. So I can 100% agree with you on that from the whole locations to playing the par threes back to converting par fives into par fours. So all the venues we go to are set up difficult. Now, as to the golf courses that we play, uh, I think we have a nice mix. You know, I think that we, that we have a nice mix of some, you know, say long-ish stuff to some really long stuff. I think, I think the, the officials do a great job of, of giving us some birdie opportunities, but they make the hard holes harder. Um, you know, I look back at places like Trump Bedminster. I think that's a brutally difficult golf course. Look at Doral. I think Doral's a difficult golf course. Uh, Mayakoba, where we're about to start, especially being the first week of the year, is a difficult place. So, uh, yes, I mean, we, we play difficult golf courses, which also doesn't feed into the fact of if your game's not too good, it's hard to kind of fake it around, you know, some of these core setups. Well, do you, I mean, people who watch live uh, know kind of a legend in the game from a rule standpoint, Slugger White, our head rules official. Uh, we're fortunate to have him. We're glad he came on board and we're fortunate the PJ Tour let him go, um, which they did uh, unceremoniously. But nonetheless, do you ever find yourself flagging him down and saying, hey, Slugger, what the hell were you thinking about on this hole? Uh, yes, I do, actually. And uh, <laughs> I found myself on Sunday nights and then Monday of the next week saying, Slugger, can we talk about these hole locations? And uh, <laughs> Slugger, can we talk about this par three over here? Uh, yeah, I do. And, you know, Slugger is a legend, it, yeah. as you just said. And, uh, you know, having him come to live and it was a big deal for Liv. I mean, and it yeah. was a definitely a big deal, you know, for me and for yourself. You've known him for so many years and uh, he's well respected. He knows what he's doing. And, and, you know, that's that's the other side of live. I think maybe not everybody sees and knows, but uh, there's a lot of well-respected good people at live. And uh, as the time goes, it'll it'll continue to show. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, we love you, Slugger. We love you, Slugger. And he surrounded himself he's with a good awesome. team. He's got a great group of guys around him who are just a ton of fun, but they take their, their work extremely seriously. Absolutely. No, no question. I want to I want to talk about the crushers because I'm going to look forward to the season. You guys are the defending champs. Uh, for the team, what's it been like playing for Bryson? Because he's obviously a younger guy. He's a younger captain. Mm -hmm. He's got probably different ideas. He's also got a very different playing style. Um, yes. But what's what's it been like um, playing on his team and being a part of, of, of that team? Well, so playing for Bryson has been wonderful. I think uh, one of the biggest things is, is that Bryson knows that well, I'll take me out of it, like Paul Casey and Honor Bon Lahiri have played professional golf for many, many years. And they have their routines, they have their schedules, they have what makes them tick. And Bryson is wise enough to know that I need to let these guys prepare and do the things they need to do to play golf. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, our job is to shoot the lowest score possible. And Bryson happens to be the captain, but we're all beholden to try to shoot the lowest score possible. So that's number one. Number two, Bryson is always entertaining. If, uh, if there's ever a dull moment or a moment that uh, you get bored or, or you need a good laugh or a good story, just go to dinner with Bryson, go hang out with Bryson. He'll have some whacked out idea, I promise. And, uh, and that's the idea that he's researched and trying to prove, and he may have proved it. 
Uh, but no, he's a, he's a wonderful human. Um, one thing I've learned about him, I didn't know before is he has a massive heart. Like he really, really does care. I think, I think at times Bryson is, uh, misunderstood, but he has a massive heart. Um, he does care. He wants live to succeed a lot of work done behind the scenes by Bryson because he is one of the more, uh, influential name guys that came to live. So his voice should be heard. And, um, and he, he does care. I was going to ask you one thing that is commonly misunderstood about Bryson, but I think you gave it away right there. Now, one question I have, um, I'm, I'm at an age now where a lot of people I'm around are younger, a lot younger. I have two, I have two bosses. One's the youngest 55 year old looking guy you've ever seen in your life and cool as can be. And the other one who's also cool just turned 42 days ago. What's it like? You, I mean, your captain is the youngest person on your team yes. by a mile. Yeah. Yes. And you don't have to say by a mile, but yes, by a mile. Yeah, well, no, Honor Bond's not that old. No, Honor Bond's like, right. what? How old? How I think he's 38, Bond? isn't he? Yeah, so 37, 38, I would bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. so, um, a mile. Well, I'm a mile. I'm 44. <laughs> all, I think 43, 46. maybe 44. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so, no. So I think Bryson understands that, and which is kind of why he lets us do our thing. Um, you know, Bryson's really – Bryson's well-rounded in the fact of from a like the a business side of it. Uh, you know, for example, I've learned a, a ton about social media and YouTube and all this these platforms from Bryson. I mean, that's one thing that he's done really, really well. Um, you know, from his the amount of followers on his YouTube channel to whatever, whatever. So, like Bryson is he's much more uh, versed in in ahead of myself and Paul in bond in, in these areas of this modern world that these kids live in and, you know, how to, you know, distribute golf differently. Right. So, so how to, how to get golf into the hands of the people that are on YouTube and TikTok and, and Instagram and all this. Bryson's far ahead of us in that. Um, you know, Bryson obviously, uh, you know, is, is uh, extremely well, obviously in golf, he's won, you know, majors obviously, and he's, he's got this phenomenal career going as well, but he does have a nice balance about him in other areas and, and he's got a good team around him. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, from his uh, manager, Brett, to his, uh, you know, guy that travels with him, Connor. I mean, it's, uh, Bryson, he has, he has a good team around him. Does he have more I'm... teachers than girlfriends? <laughs> okay. So, so now you're diving into this incredible world of what defines everybody wants to know <laughs> if a girlfriend has a time aspect of whatever month or so no I don't question know. No, I, I withdraw no. your honor I, I, yeah withdraw. <laughs> that's awesome um uh, that was a really interesting um I guess scenario that happened in Chicago, which is, is very unique to to live. You know, you obviously have two teammates who are in contention, and then Bryson comes out of nowhere and shoots some ridiculous score, and um, and takes that individual uh, win from Bond. I'm curious, what was the team dynamic like um, behind the scenes after that event, and 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 what was it like? It well, first off. We thought Bond was going to win the tournament, and yeah. Bryson on the Sunday came out and played an incredible round of golf on a windy day where it was going to be hard to make up ground. And, you know, at the very, very end there, it was it was awkward because I know Paul and I are kind of standing there, and, and you know, we feel bad for Bond, but we're happy for Bryson. 
And then I remember distinctly a moment there where Bryson came to me after he's like, Oh my gosh, I feel terrible. Like, you know what, you know, because he's going up to get the trophy and then honor bond we thought was going to win the tournament. Um, bond handled it like a champ. Um, and bond knew he played great golf. He had a great week and Bryson Jeter shot a really low score, you know, and, but yes, this is one of those instances that is very unique to live. And yeah, I'm sure we'll see it again in some form, but, tapping it right there and you got two guys on your team and you like both of them it was uh it, it was it was awkward and then bond and then handled it great and it was fine yeah bonds bonds just class he's he's always been he is. So is bryson i think everyone on your team's just a, a class act including yourself um i'm getting a text from my bosses basically saying uh, do you want to have a career in broadcasting? Uh, because you are so well-spoken uh, and uh, you're answering the questions with a lot of diplomacy. <laughs> You've managed to dodge the girlfriend question. Is Are you going to potentially have a career in broadcasting? How long do you intend to play for? Yes, I would love to do broadcasting. I think, however, I will say from being from being in the TV compounds before, and from watching what the broadcasters do, what you do, what you go through is brutal. Where you're having to establish and come up with thoughts as someone's yelling into your ear and, okay, go to this shot, go to that shot. And they're yelling at you and you have to think. So it's like, it's like you need two brains at the same time. And I have so much respect for you all and what you do on that. It's incredible. And then when you're in the truck, how fast it goes and all this. Like, I think the TV production side from the broadcasters on down, they don't get near enough credit. It is so difficult to do. So if like yourself and Jerry, I could learn to do it, I would love to do it. But I do think what you, what you all do is phenomenal. Um, and I, such I like, a nice answer. Well, it's so it's, diplomatic. It's, it's such like, a nice answer, just... but we're, we're both living proof. Anybody can fucking do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's difficult to do. Are you kidding you know, no, it's just BS. We're just BS yeah, and we're just good at BSing. And you've obviously proven that through ever I've known you for 20 years, 27 years. You're having to yell at somebody here in this center. Anyway, it's difficult. Oh, no, you just ignore them. You just, they don't matter. You don't just ignore, ignore the producer. Yeah. yeah. I just, <laughs> um, and, but I would, uh, but in playing golf, I'd love to play as long as I'm healthy. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, obviously would love to continue playing playing a live for many years and Lee Westwood is, is beyond 50 uh, playing a live, which would be a phenomenal goal for me. If that weren't to happen, I would love to play the champions tour. I think the, you know, the champions tour is um, would be something that would be fun to do three rounds, no cut. Uh, yay. And uh, <laughs> so I, I just, like think, yes, I would, I would love to keep playing. Yeah. yeah. Well, well you're be... in complete control, whether how, how long you play top 24 exactly. is always going to have a place. Right. If you shoot low enough, you can do right. it. So I was going to say, feel free to, to jump in and, and, you know, take Jerry's place. I think you're oh, much nicer. I know everybody asks these guys, his generation when they want it. And everyone, the first one that says, yes, I'm gone. I mean, I am the, the <laughs> replaceable one for crying out. Oh, loud. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although I think I am right. the token American. Uh, no, well, Faraday's, Faraday's technically American, isn't he? Yeah, but he doesn't sound it. Yeah. He is, he's the most patriotic American I know, but he doesn't sound. Yes, good. he is. That that is a true. Yes, he yeah. is. Um. All right. Well, I uh, I came up with a poor poor list okay. uh, for a quick five Georgia Southern style. Um. Ooh. You know how oh, this works, boy. right? It's this or that. 
I haven't um, seen this no, either. I don't know how this works, but you just—I uh, give you two options. You pick one or the other. It's really oh, easy. All right. All right. You don't really Let's have see. time. You can't really think about it. You got to go quick okay. fire and just bum bum bum. Okay. There's yep. no rules, Charles. There's no rules. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a woman. I always have rules. All no right, rules. here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Johnny Cash or Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks. Oh. He went Palmetto? to Oklahoma State. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. I went to college, yeah. Oh, what well, guys, I'm from Singapore, right? Why do you guys look so yeah. shocked? Like, I don't he know. He played golf, too, didn't he? He tried playing golf in college, didn't he? Yes, he did a little bit, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry, go um, ahead. So, or Palmetto <laughs> or Sea Island? Island. Really? Yeah, I've won there. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But Palmetto's right up the street from where you grew up, and that's a pretty cool place. Sea Island's right down the road too. They're both cool, but I'd say Sea Island. Yeah. What about Ohupi? A... Ohupi, I haven't played there yet. I want to play it. I heard it's yeah, fun. I hear it's special. Yeah, Ohupi yes. Match Club. Yeah. Um, fried chicken or shrimp and grits? Oh, fried chicken. Ooh. 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 Okay. Yes. University of Georgia or Georgia Tech? Uh, University of Georgia, not even close. You have to say really? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have have to, that. I have, yeah. I no, yeah. yeah. The Georgia Tech fans aren't nearly as rabid. No, they're not. They'll leave you alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savannah or Atlanta? Oh, Atlanta. No way. Not a chance. Really? Yeah. Not really? a chance. I'm those, I, I thought you would go Savannah. 100%. Low country <laughs> cooking in Savannah along the river. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's awesome. Love it. Yeah, okay, yeah. how about how about this? Savannah. Now this is not part of my quick five. We're done with that. Yeah. That was that was not a great list for me. But um, would you go yeah. Savannah, Savannah or Charleston? That's a tough call. Well, That's that a is tough a call. Probably yeah. Charleston. But if you went Charleston or Sea Island, I'd go Sea Island. Oh yeah, no question. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But that was sea Island or anywhere. So, but yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you would go Charleston? I go Charleston. Yeah, it's a great town. And, yeah, the, and the best food in all of the South. No question. Oh, no Hands question. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. yeah. Um, all right, Charles, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. We look forward to uh, watching you in Mayakoba, potentially defending your title. I guess we can yes. say that, right? He is defending. Yes. yes. That would be the first, right? And, yeah, it would be the yeah, first. Yeah, it would be the first. Yeah. Yes, it would. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do it. Well, thank you and uh, safe travels. We'll see you in Mexico. Well, thank you so much. Thank you both for your time. And uh, yeah, safe travels to you. You're coming from a little bit further. So we will uh, we'll see you in uh, a week or so. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Adios, amigo. All right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> ben, you never do that when you're talking to guys. Never, never no. do that. <laughs> Only, only you would be oh, offended by that. Because me? I don't know. None of my friends would have right? looked at that and not thought the same thing. That's why they're my friends. I Will like how it. he just was like... Uh... I did not no, think it until you did that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the old man? Definitely the only together? one. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Oh, <laughs> Jeremy. He, like, he got out of that chat room as fast as he possibly could. <laughs> he was just like, uh, I'm out. He's got this like southern boy class about him, and uh... he is—he is such a good dude. And and if you 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 will get a chance to meet his dad sometime, I'm sure. But you'll see where it came from. His dad and his mom as well. His dad is just uh, just a—I mean, he's a special person to begin with. Yeah. Neonatal uh, pediatric 
surgeon saving children's yeah. lives in an incubator basically he did for his old career but he's just a he's a well-grounded southern you know just has life in perspective type of guy and i think that you can see how his son's a product of his parents yeah absolutely and and yeah. and his wife too heather she's she's awesome oh, she's great and, and, yeah. and they're such a family unit and they all travel together and you see the dynamics and how they you know co-parent with the kids kids and stuff like that it's it's awesome he's yeah. he's definitely one of my favorite guys on live for sure quick thoughts on you know? rory homa lexi thompson and uh Rosang as the next match uh match edition or whatever they're calling it these days Lead the um, way. i you know i've been on vacation uh so i haven't been <laughs> that was just uh, announced today you, you yeah, know like as much about it as we ago. do yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just I gonna, personally I'm gonna sit back and let you guys do this. <laughs> I think it's cool, and 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 I think it, everybody's been starved, or at least begging for it to include some LPJ players. I just I know a lot of heads turned today when Rose Zhang was announced as that one. Yes, she is a star. She's going to be probably a huge star. But as of right now, she's got one LPGA win, and there are a hmm. lot of stars that I don't know. I don't know how that. That one got added. I'm happy it did. Uh, but Lexi, of course, she's so marketable and such a great person um, and a great player. And then uh, and then two. I mean, Max Homa is as fun as they get. He's just a fun, fun guy, a fun persona. And uh, and my view on Rory has softened a little bit since his view on Liv softened. So I'm not a complete Rory uh, not liking person. So and he played great. He played absolutely awesome on Sunday after spitting the bit again the Sunday before it. Definitely. He was that awesome. Was a cheap on... shot, by the way. I was a cheap, I was, I'm, I'm bad. I'm a cheap shot artist. He was pretty awesome on the weekend, though, in Dubai. I mean, that yeah, was yeah, like a was. real statement win for a guy. He came like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Win. Yeah. I mean, I After remember I was, I was just like up randomly in the morning and I saw that like him and Neiman were on YouTube for free as the uh, like, you know, featured group or whatever. And he was just tearing it up. He was 10 shots back and it was awesome. What, what is this? His fourth? Yeah, he's won four that time, event, yeah. I think four times. Yeah, Four yeah. times to win that event. Yeah. 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 Well, he used to have, I mean, he had ties over there for a long time. He used to have that Ju Mariah hat when he first turned pro. Yeah. He's uh, had many right. ties yeah. to the to the, to the desert. Did you see them recreate that photo from like 2009 of like when he was wearing the Ju Mariah hat and he had yeah. big cheeks and the hair? Bushy Pretty hair, fun. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, young Rory. It felt, that felt like it was just a few years ago, but it's been how long? Uh, yeah. My God, he's been on tour for a long time. Jeez. That's what old years. people say. <laughs> it seems like yesterday. It was like yesterday there, whippersnapper. Well, All right, we're done. I'm done. You're, oh, yeah. It's funny how you sound so good sounding old, because I guess you are old. I am so it's not that ancient. Hard. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and if I ever think I'm not, I get reminded of it a hundred times a day by you, Sue Ann. Will is nice about it. He's very nice, yes. Um, I have been cleared to drink, so I am going to, now that Charles is off, I think I might have my first alcohol in 61 days. Wow. Your yeah. tolerance is going to be down. Yeah, way down. Yeah. I know. You're going to be a lightweight when I see you next fun week. For you. Yay. <laughs> Much cheaper. <laughs> All right, Sue Ann. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Do subscribe, leave us a comment, and let us know what you think. And uh, find us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you'd like to catch this one on video and watch Charles, uh, you can find us on our Live Golf Plus streaming app as well as our Live Golf YouTube page. So that's it. That's, uh, that's it. And then we'll see you in Mexico. We're going to do this from Mexico next week. Hasta. Awesome.